back with your most important NASCAR betting stop of the day. This is the Money Stop with Cole Cusimano. I'm Stephen Cusimano. Together, we are the Cusimano Brothers, and we welcome you, the Money Stop Mafia. After the money man himself, Young Money, Kyle Larson, punched his ticket into the championship four with an opening round win at Vegas in the round of eight. Cole, he was your pick to win. We have now picked winners in three of the last four races, and we've gone four weeks in a row picking drivers that finished in the top two. It's a pretty impressive display here on the Money Stop presented by Kicking the Tires and Sharplink Gaming. It's We said it last week, you know, when these drivers get to the playoffs, the cream rises to the top, and the drivers that, you know, are at their A game, they reach their A game at this point in the playoffs. And here on the Money Stop, we're doing the same thing. We're rising to our A game, our hottest streak of the season as we get to season's end. So impressive display by Kyle Larson edging out Christopher Bell, but uh, there's a, a lot of playoff implications coming out of this race. But starting there, Kyle Larson punching himself into the championship four. Yeah, what an exceptional drive by Kyle Larson, and not just him, but the entire five team. And I think that was the most scary thing for me in regards to the entire competition is just how that entire team gelled this past weekend. We saw it in the first round of the playoffs, round of 16, had like a 2.7 average, I believe, in those first three races. But um, they rose to the occasion and just put on an absolute onslaught here in Sin City. Led the most laps, swept both stages. And it might have looked like a Sunday drive, but they really had to battle through a bunch of uh, adversities in this race. Um, Cliff Daniels, I gotta say, first off, just impeccable job as always. Calling these races with conviction, staying true to his strategy. Um, early in the running, the, the three Joe Gibbs racing teams in the playoffs... Uh, tried carrying out different strategies in favor of track position, led for moments here and there, uh, but ultimately um, in the way that the five team operated and just went through with their plans, I think that was really what led to this uh, dominant team victory. And then, as we saw, once again, um, death taxes and the number five team delivering on the money stop. It came down to that once again in this race. He edged out Brad Keselowski by barely a nose, exiting the pits, and then held Christopher Bell, the runner-up, uh, to a third-place exit on that money stop by, like, I think it was, I want to say, like, four-tenths of a second he beat him out by, and that was the difference between him and a runner-up finish once again in Vegas because Christopher Bell, as you mentioned, runner-up in this race by 82 hundredths of a second. So um, that five-team delivered once again, and it was just, again, I think a very scary thing for the rest of the competition because when this entire five-team is gelling, there is no more dangerous team in the garage area. And going into a race weekend right now in Homestead, I think that this five teams, the clear favorites once again, you'll see that heavily um, shown in, in the odds going into this race. But um, just a masterclass by that five team and the money stop on the money stop. Um, and I, I just think I'm really pumped up for these final three races of the season because as we've seen these last four just – absolutely killing it on our end and only three more chances to uh you know cash out so stick around yeah we'll see if we can pick a winner for a fifth consecutive week but as you mentioned Cole it just seems like this time of year that five team Cliff Daniels they always rise to the occasion and you know get to their best at this time when the calendar turns to October we get to near Halloween we'll go to Homestead We'll go to Phoenix uh, to crown a champion in a couple of weeks. You and I will both be there. But you were there in Vegas, and it was a really exciting race. We'll recap the top 10, then we'll move on to Homestead, looking at the winner, Kyle Larson, runner-up, Christopher Bell. Kyle Busch round up third, Brad Keselowski fourth, and Ross Chastain fifth. So the third through fifth drivers all were eliminated, entering the round of uh, eight. Otherwise, that would have been a really impressive showing. 
Ryan Blaney almost got disqualified, but NASCAR rescinded its disqualification of him, so he gets credit for finishing sixth. William Byron, who was my pick to win, winds up seventh. Tyler Reddick in eighth. Martin Truex Jr. in ninth, which was his first top 15 in the NASCAR playoffs. That's crazy to think. And then Denny Hamlin wound up in the top 10, just rounding it out, uh, recapping things from Vegas. And look at the playoff standings as it is, of course, relevant entering uh, this upcoming week's race at Homestead with Kyle Larson punching his ticket in second place right now. Uh, nine points to the good is William Byron. And then both tied uh, two points to the good would be Martin Truex Jr. and Denny Hamlin. Two points back out of the playoff picture, Christopher Bell. So all three of those Joe Gibbs Toyotas are under a, a two-point blanket there. And then you've got a sizable gap back to sixth place in Tyler Reddick, minus 16, Ryan Blaney, minus 17, and Chris Busher in need of a good run is 23 points behind the cutoff line. So something to keep into consideration as we head to Homestead this week. And as we go with here on the money stop with the money theme, we've got one of our favorite segments, nickel or dime. This has moved actually to social media exclusively. Uh, it's a visual segment. We love our paint schemes here. We'll give five or tens out of tens to all the paint schemes every week. So head to at the underscore money stop on social media to take a look at that. Vote on our dimes of the week. And, you know, we've got three weeks of racing left to go. And then once we get to the offseason, we'll crown a silver dollar award, which is, of course, the best paint scheme of the year here on the Money Stop. But we're going to determine a starting lineup for Homestead Saturday morning, 9.50 a.m. Eastern time. Before we get to that, Cole and I will give you our best idea of who may uh, be the contenders on the track. And it's all going to start with our odds pre-qualifying per Sharplink Gaming and BetMGM. And as you alluded to, Cole, the overwhelming favorite, Kyle Larson, plus 275 this week. They have uh, nothing to race for. They're just going out for wins. Uh, again, punching their ticket into the championship four where the points will reset. And they have really established themselves as the team to beat at this point. Tyler Reddick and Martin Truex Jr., couple guys trying to get into the championship four, co-favorites for second, plus 600. Denny Hamlin is plus 700, and William Byron runs out the top five in odds at plus 750. They would only be fitting to kick off this favorites category with the overwhelming favorite to win the race. Kyle Larson, last week's winner, 11500 in Daily Fantasy is his hefty price, and he is probably worth it because, of course, he was the winner last week. He was also the winner last week in or last year in dominating fashion at Homestead. He led 199 laps and swept both stages en route to the championship four. That was his only win at this track. Five top fives, though, in nine Cup Series starts at Homestead. 529 laps led in those nine starts as well in the Cup Series, which is, of course, the most among active drivers. There is a very good reason why Kyle Larson is the overwhelming favorite to win this race, and they have nothing to race for other than a win. So they can go out, play strategy, do whatever they want to do en route to potentially stringing together even more momentum coming out of Vegas and into Homestead. Behind Tim, the other favorite I really like this week, Cole, is a guy that has been one of the top three drivers, I would say, all year long, and especially in the playoffs, Denny Hamlin, plus 600 for the win. And at $11,000 in DFS, he is one of the most expensive drivers as well. Coming off a top 10 finish at Vegas. Homestead, though, three wins, the most recent of which came in 2020. Almost 400 laps led at this track. An average finish just inside the top 10, over 18 starts, and he finished 7th here last year. And as I just finished touching on, two points to the good in the standings, which essentially is no cushion whatsoever. They need to have a good run. Denny's been strong all throughout the playoffs. That's a team that, you know, you think about the drivers that you expect to be in the championship for 
uh, punching their ticket early, and you would expect that those drivers that have been the cream of the crop all year long will get the job done. I think that will be the case with Denny Hamlin this week. I expect a very, very strong performance from the 11 team. Yes, very nice. Could not agree more. Both Kyle Larson and Denny Hamlin, the favorites going in and for a good reason, and the most expensive drivers in, in DFS for a very good reason. I'm going to go with two drivers who have an equally as good a shot, but are on the uh, the lesser end of the, the DFS spectrum. Uh, first, beginning with Tyler Reddick. You mentioned how these dirt racers and the guys that rip the high line really excel at this 1.5-mile track in Miami. Tyler Reddick is definitely in that conversation. Plus 600 for the win, tied with Denny Hamlin at co-runner-up uh, favorites for this win. 10,700 for DFS, which is still a steep value, but much less than those two drivers you mentioned in Larson and Hamlin. Finished 8th at Vegas last week in what was, I would call, a, a fairly disappointing showing, in my opinion. Just because he was quickest in practice, we expected him to go out there and lead a bunch of laps and really contend for this win. And while he didn't contend, he was still a really strong um, driver in this race. I think speaking with him on pit road following that ten, or eighth place finish, he seemed um, to be in a much more different headspace than what I've seen from Tyler Reddick in, in recent memory. Um, usually you're seeing Tyler Reddick uh, all smiles, just kind of like happy to be there and doing his thing. But it was kind of like all business and it was kind of, I, I felt like he, he, he knew what he had to do in these next two races. Not that he didn't know that, that beforehand, but just kind of, acclimating to this round of eight competition. It's his first time in this round. Um, I think he now knows what he has to go out there and do. Um, and I, I think that that'll be a very good thing going into one of his best tracks in Homestead. Two top fives, including runner-up here in the Cup Series in three starts. Finished 35th here last year. So I do want to touch on the volatility aspect here a little bit. Um, we've seen it with Kyle Larson and Tyler Reddick and a lot of those dirt guys in the Cup Series when they are uh, first getting going and acclimated to the to the stock car racing. But he's a driver that loves to run that high line. He excels at it. And we've seen that kind of work in his favor and work against him um, over the years. But I think you look at this year specifically, we've seen um, Tyler Reddick take the next step in his career. He's been a, a front runner the entire season. They've gotten all their inconsistencies ironed out as far as pit road mishaps and whatnot. So I look for Tyler Reddick to really step up to the plate and be a really, really strong contender for this win at Homestead. I don't think that that volatility I mentioned is going to be a concern, just seeing as far he's grown in these last couple seasons. And you see that also kind of translate with Kyle Larson as well. He got his first win at Darlington this year. Obviously got the win at Homestead um, back in 2021. So I, I think Tyler Reddick's following that same trajectory, and I look for a very same arc, um, not only in his career, but just at Homestead in general. Um, and I think this is his best shot by far, making the championship for he knows that, um, so I love Tyler Reddick this week. And then we obviously can't talk favorites without talking William Byron, that other Hendrick Chevy in the playoffs. He is valued at plus 750 for the win, fifth best in the odds, and 10500 for DFS. And we keep saying this, I think the past four weeks of our dominant stretch, he's been the best value in the favorites category by far. He's proven that to be true um, these past four weeks and pretty much the entire season. So I loved um, William Byron any week, but especially going into Homestead. Um, coming off a 7th place finish at Vegas where he didn't look very dominant, um, I would say he was kind of in that same conversation as Tyler Reddick in a sense where they both had nice runs, but not um, what we were expecting out of them going into this race. And even with that, he still scored his 5th top 10 on mile-and-a-half tracks this season, bringing his uh, average finish to 4.8 between 6 starts 
And I think going into Homestead, that's going to be something to keep an eye on, obviously. As we've seen all season with William Byron. Um, but at Homestead, got the win back here in 2021. 134 laps web between his last two starts there, and he finished 12th there uh, last year at Homestead. Five race top 10 streak going in the playoffs with a 5.7 average in these seven races. Only plus nine for the good, as you mentioned, at the top. So I think William Byron's a driver, like Tyler Reddick, who I'm expecting to think that this is their best shot to clinch their way into the championship four. And I think that, um, you know, looking at how these races have played out, um, the last three or so years at Homestead, it's been Hendrick the past two, Toyota the the two prior to that. So you're looking at the Hendrick Chevys and the 2311 and JGR uh, Toyotas as the best picks for the win going into Homestead this weekend. For sure, and I agree with you that out of those four favorites, William Byron's certainly the best value like we talked about last week. Again, not to sound like a broken record, but just for the people that didn't listen to last week's episode or some of the earlier playoff episodes, Last week was one of only two times that William Byron did not finish in the top three at a mile-and-a-half track this year. But, again, they've just been so consistent at the intermediates. Homestead included, I think, is a track that will play to, to William Byron's, uh, obviously, what, what's been the strength of that team this year. So I like all four of those picks. But, of course, William Byron as the best value out of our favorites category. Looking at some sleepers, though, here, Cole. These are drivers that have a little bit more of an outside chance of winning the race, but maybe are somewhere between... The uh, you know sixth through tenth drivers in sixth through fifteenth in terms of the odds by Vegas, uh, and I'm going to start with the guy who's named after this race, who this race is named after. That's Kevin Harvick, the forever 400, and he's going to be racing a throwback paint scheme to his 2014 championship with Budweiser on the hood this week. Uh, so why not Kevin Harvick? Well, here's the case for him: plus three thousand for the win, 8100 in daily fantasy, which is a very solid price for a guy that's been. Right around a top 15 car at mile and a half tracks this year. 15th place uh, average finish overall his average this season in 2023. But his last top 10 came on the last mile and a half track uh, prior to Vegas, which was Texas. And he was uh, elite at Homestead uh, over the course of his lengthy career, including the win, which came, of course, at this track when he won the championship in 2014. 22 Homestead starts. He has placed top 10 in all but three of those. That is 19 out of 22 starts at this track. He has placed top 10. That'll give him a 7.3 average finish. That is the best in the field despite all of the starts he has made here. Over 400 laps led, and he finished eighth at this track last year. So uh, for Kevin Harvick, again, running out of time for that final full-time Cup Series win. He's got three more shots at it. This is... A really good chance. I think you look at Phoenix as obviously the best track in, in his entire career, but you're going to have drivers that are competing for a championship that day. So uh, looking at that as a, a race that's probably going to be won by one of the championship four, number four, Kevin Harvick will not be part of that that company. So I think that this realistically is his best chance to win out of the three remaining races. Uh, and again, you go into all the pageantry of the race being named after him, a track with a lot of nostalgia with the championship win there in 2014 plus 3000 is a very solid value for a guy that's going to have a solid chance to win this race and make uh, potentially win his final cup series race at a, a track that he's got lots of memories at another guy that's got some memories here because he's a former champion is another sleeper of mine that's Brad Keselowski who finished fourth at Vegas last week and has had modest success at Homestead in his career a 13.6 average finish Top 10s in nearly half of his 15 starts. 
He has finished third there twice, including fifth last year, top 10s in both stages 2022 in the next-gen car. That was when we really started to see signs that this RFK team would be one to be reckoned with in 2023, and uh, that proved to be no fluke. Low risk because of the moderate success he has had this year, but obviously a high reward. You look at a driver that came very close to winning last week's race at Vegas. Really good value at 8,300 in Daily Fantasy and plus 2,000 uh, for a race winner pick. Again, if you're looking at drivers that could play uh, spoiler this week, I'm looking at those two former champions, Brad Kay and Kevin Harvick. You know, I certainly, I'll be honest, I think the winner is going to be one of the drivers that's remaining in the playoffs, but if it's not, I really think it's going to be one of these two drivers. Yeah, I like both those drivers a lot. I think they're both exceptional values as well in that $8,300 and $8,100 range. Um, I would call both those either a lock or a borderline lock in Kevin Harvick's case. But two drivers I want to touch on are also former champions. And if you notice the theme here, it's that this entire sleepers category is composed of former champions. And that is because this used to be the finale, obviously, for a very long time in the Cup Series. But it takes also a certain kind of... um, excellence and skill set to really excel at this tricky track. So I think that's why you're going to see that in these two drivers I'm going to mention as well. The first being Martin Truex Jr. And yes, I am calling him a sleeper, even though he is plus 600 for the win and $10,000 for DFS. Why? You mentioned it. He scored his first top 10 and laps led in the playoffs at Vegas this past week, bringing his total average in the playoffs through those seven races to 19.8 so he's been struggling a lot the whole team's been struggling uh at that so um that's why i'm gonna call him a sleeper for this win but at homestead uh he obviously has the win here back in his championship year in 2017 9.7 average which is the second best overall with only two dnfs and 18 starts so you know he had some of those down years with mwr and dei so to have that average finish, um, I think that speaks volumes. Uh, the t- only two DNFs in that time as well is also really telling. Um, and that's why I think he's someone that's worth looking at for sure. Um, but also, he finished sixth in this race last year, top three in both stages. So you know he's going to be fast. And I think the bottom line is here it's crunch time. He's only plus two above the cutoff going into this race. He's the regular season champion. And I, I think at this point, Obviously, he wasn't hanging back those those first six, seven races, but you had enough of a cushion to where you can get those mistakes out of the way, and I think now you're going to see James Small, Truex, and that 19 team pulled all together, have a really, really strong performance. I'm not going to say a race-winning performance, but I think you're going to see this team run inside that top five and maybe challenge that win. It'll be tough to get past the likes of uh, Kyle Larson and, and Tyler Reddick, though, I think. Um but honestly, I, I'm going to say this right now. I'm not particularly high on either of those values, plus 600 for the win, 10,000 for DFS, and I wouldn't really entertain either personally unless you felt very strongly about him. Um, but I think I would not be surprised if he challenged for this win. That is why he's a sleeper in my opinion. For my final driver in this category, I'm going to go with Kyle Busch, valued at plus 2,000 for the win and $9,700 for DFS. I will keep this short and sweet. Kyle Busch is looking like the KFB of old to close out the season, and we see this time and time again every single year. No matter how he's doing, where he's at, when it comes down to the playoffs, whether he's in it or not, he will perform, uh, and I think you're seeing that once again. Riding back-to-back third-place finishes uh, off the Charlotte Roval and now Las Vegas, which marked his 10th top five of the season. So Kyle Busch looking really strong lately. 
also in reference to Homestead, riding a eight-race top 10 streak there that began with his championship win back in 2015. 4.9 average finish over those last eight Miami starts with two wins and his last coming in 2019 and one one wedged in there as well. So I think, to put it simply, Kyle Busch is a very underrated pick this week. I think both his values are very much worth looking at. Um, it'll be tough to squeeze in him for DFS because if you want to fit in the likes of a Kyle Larson or Denny Hamlin, you got to go smaller, which will show some drivers here in the value picks category. But if you're looking for consistency, I think Kyle Busch will be a lock for your lineups. I think he is going to be someone to look at for your top five prop bets. And even, um, I'm not sure how the top 10 props look like because they're not up yet on BetMGM, but he finished ninth here last year. I think Kyle Busch is a very under-the-radar pick. And you mentioned um, guys like Kevin Harvick and Brad Keselowski as potential sleepers for the win. I think Kyle Busch, um, he's kind of that guy right now in my head where it's like a good gut call as someone who I think can be a legitimate contender for this win. I know we're going to get to our value picks now, but I really like the value that lies in those sleepers. Obviously, the exception to that is Truex, because at plus 600 and 10,000 in DFS, it's not a value at all. But certainly, based on the numbers, you illustrated why he would be a value. But, you know, as far as sleepers for the win, sleepers for top fives, Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, Brad Keselowski, all plus 2,000 odds or longer. I really like the value that lies in our, our sleepers this week, with the exception of Truex. But our actual value picks, we're going to go with uh, guys that are pretty well-priced in Daily Fantasy in terms of ones that we would probably use in our lineups. I'm going to start with Austin Dillon, who is the cheapest value of any of these drivers in the tier. 6400 is his DFS price this week. Finished a career-best fourth at Homestead last year and has an 11.6 average finish in nine starts at Homestead, which ranks sixth in the sport, lowest finish of 25th at this track. And he's had an erratic season, which is obviously the cause for concern, something to think about if you do pick him. The caveat to that, of course, is that he has been consistent at Homestead over the course of his career. So it just seems like, a, again, value picks. This is the tier we're going with. Austin Dillon's a very solid value this week. Another guy I really like at 16th highest odds for the win, the rookie Ty Gibbs at 7,800 in Daily Fantasy. Listen, we've said it all year. He's had such an impressive rookie season that at some point this year, he's going to come away with a win. It hasn't happened, but there's three weeks left for it. Why not this week for Ty Gibbs, who had top 10 speed the last two weeks? He's finished 33rd or worse or top five in his last five starts. So he's been extremely hit or miss over the last five weeks. Finished 22nd at Homestead last year and second place in the Xfinity Series in 2022 at Homestead. So I think you look at Ty Gibbs as a guy that has been really strong all year. Again, has had a volatile last five starts, but top 10 speed the last two weeks. And I just, I like the idea of him ending the season on a strong note. This is kind of the stretch of races, the final... I'll say three or four races of the season where you start to see teams make a statement for next season, the, the season to up, uh, upcoming. And that's like I mentioned before with Brad Kozlowski. We started seeing signs at the end of the season that RFK would be a force in 2023. I think you're going to start to see some of those teams try to make a statement this week that could be contenders in 2024. And I think that Ty Gibbs at 7,400 uh, in daily fantasy, rather 7,800 in daily fantasy is a very solid value and he is out of our our DFS value picks this week. He is the most expensive of those, but nonetheless, at seventy eight hundred, is a value. 
For sure. I mean, you're paying for the, the great equipment and for a driver that's been a top 10, maybe even a top five car um, the past couple weeks. Uh, but I, I like both those guys a lot. For me, I want to start off with our winner from the Charlotte Roval two weeks ago, the Dinger, A.J. Allmendinger, valued at $7,000. He finished a career-best third at this track last year, also has four top 10s in total in 11 cup starts at this track with a respectable 16.5 average. That's with running a lot of these races uh, for JTG Darty when they were not at their best. So I think that's a, a really good value right here for someone who finished third in this race last year and has some respectable success throughout his entire cup career at this track. Also finished third and in the, uh, at Homestead last year in the Xfinity Series with nearly 50 laps led between three of four starts there. So I would say for AJ, this is a track he's gotten around very well as, as far as an oval, um, even when he wasn't at his best um, in the Cup Series or in his NASCAR career. So I think AJ's a really, really sneaky good pick, especially coming off that solid run at Vegas, obviously the win at uh, Charlotte Roval. A lot of good buzz on his side uh, going into this race. And then finally, I will end things with Ricky Stenhouse Jr., valued at $6,700, and who I think is the best value on this episode personally um, in this category. No top 10s in 11 starts at Homestead, but been consistent enough in my opinion. Um, top 15 in his last two starts at Homestead, which includes a career-best 13th in 2021. On top of that, he's riding a six-race top 20 streak here with a 16.3 average in that time. Similar to a 16.7 average on 1.5-mile tracks in 2023, with two top 10s wedged in there as well. So, for Ricky, I would say that he is a reliable driver with a great value, and also one of those drivers with a dirt racing background, which we know helps at this track, running that high line right against the wall. So, uh, again, I, I like all the drivers in this category, but for me, I think Ricky's got to be the, the most cost-efficient value uh, for this episode. Yeah, I'm a big fan of all four of those drivers for the reasons we named. Those are very solid values. Let's get this down to six drivers, Cole. We just named 12 total, four in each tier. Uh, we named two per person per tier. Uh, let's each pick one per tier. I'm going to take Kyle Larson as my favorite, favorite of the week. I'll take Kevin Harvick as my favorite sleeper of the week, and I'll go with Austin Dillon, cheapest driver in the value picks category, as my favorite value of the week. Sweet. Uh, for me, I will go with the other Hendrick car as my favorite for the week, William Byron. My sleeper is going to be Kyle Busch, and then for my value pick, I really like Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Let's talk big money bets here, Cole. These are bets that, if you're new to the show, they're prop bets, top fives, top tens, some head-to-head matchups, which we'll get, which we'll get to in a minute. Could be manufacturer bets. Um, you alluded to it before. There's no top tens listed currently on BetMGM. They may be on DraftKings, which we can take a look at and possibly get back to you on social media if they are there. But we're going to take a look at the top five bets as far as our big money bets this week. What's sticking out to you? Yeah, for me, I'm not seeing a whole ton of great values this week for Homestead. I'm looking at four drivers specifically, and uh, the first two I'm going to mention have the same odds to finish top five. That would be Denny Hamlin and William Byron at plus 110. And the other two I'm going to mention are former champions in Brad Keselowski and Kyle Busch, valued at plus 250 to finish top five. Um, you know, I, I think you can go either way with any of those four drivers. Uh, picking one over the other uh, for each of those odds uh, would be my best advice as far as strategy if you feel better about one over the other um for me they would probably be William Byron and Kyle Busch but I think those are the only four real values I'm seeing right now going into this race weekend before um practicing qualifying 
Yeah, I'm going to make this pretty easy this week, Cole. I, I'm going to completely agree with you. I, I have a, and we'll get into this in a second because we're going to talk about the match bets. Those are that are parlayable. I really have a good feeling that our top ten is going to look like a lot of the playoff drivers and those two guys you mentioned, Brad Keselowski, Kyle Busch. Uh, I like the idea of Hamlin, Byron, Brad K, Kyle Busch to be in the top five. Uh, really, any of the drivers we mentioned in this episode, I kind of like the idea of top five bets, but I think they're going to be kind of interchangeable. And that's a good segue into these parlayable bets because these are ones that are head-to-head driver matchups that you can parlay with one another. And this is four playoff drivers stacked head-to-head and then Austin Dillon versus Chase Elliott, which kind of gives you an idea that Vegas is thinking that Austin Dillon and Chase Elliott are similar tiered drivers this week. And that is further proof, in my opinion, that Austin Dillon's a really good value pick because they're stacking him with Chase Elliott. But then you've got the other four matchups. It's kind of if you had to pair the four drivers, you've got the two young guys that are a little bit more underestimated and Tyler Reddick versus Christopher Bell. You've got the two Hendrick Chevys, Kyle Larson versus William Byron, the two Joe Gibbs Toyotas, Denny Hamlin versus Martin Truex. And then you've got the two drivers that are seventh and eighth in the standings, most on the outside looking in, in Christopher Busher versus Ryan Blaney. So it's four very similar playoff drivers head to head with one another. Again, I alluded to the fact that I really think that our top 10 is going to be comprised of bare minimum six of those eight playoff drivers, in my opinion. So for that reason, I'm going to stay away from the match bets this week. I don't know if there's any of those that jump off the page to you. I mean, I know we talked a lot about the two Hendrick drivers, a couple of the Gibbs drivers. Um, I think, obviously, Austin Dillon's a guy that we like this week, but do we like him enough to, to place that bet over Chase Elliott? That's a, another question in and of itself. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a tough call. For me, I think there are a few clear winners in these matchups. Uh, I think, obviously, it's a bit of a toss-up between Kyle Larson and William Byron, but you look at what Kyle Larson did last week, what he did last year at Homestead, and just how he runs this track historically, you got to pick him over William Byron. I think Tyler Reddick outperforms Christopher Bell on any given Sunday at Homestead. Uh, That team is just so good at this track and ripping that high line like Kyle Larson. I think um, the Elliott and Dylan one is, I mean, on paper, it looks like it should go in Elliott's favor. But for the reasons we we uh, discussed in our episode, um, you could make a case for Austin Dillon. However, um, Chase Elliott definitely is winning this battle. Uh, better equipment. Didn't include him on the episode. However, he has a 9.7 average in nine starts, which is tied for second best with Martin Truex Jr. I know it's a small, smaller sample size, but... Still, I mean, that's it's still pretty damn good for nine starts. And then, obviously, I like um, Denny Hamlin over Martin Truex Jr., just seeing as where these teams are at right now at this point in the season. Um, I think Denny Hamlin is the much better driver, and that is a much more complete team. So if you add those drivers together, Kyle Larson, Tyler Reddick, Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, you have a odds payout of plus 591. Throw $10 on that, and your payout is $69.14. So I think there definitely is value here. If you didn't feel as comfortable um, maybe picking between um, Denny Hamlin and uh, and Martin Jurek Jr., Kyle Larson, and William Byron, then you could do like the three matchups and you still have a pretty decent payout. But in my opinion, I think your best value is going to be probably in the top five, uh, top three, top ten big money prop bets as opposed to the uh, the match bets as well. It's a good perspective uh, that differs, obviously, from what I had to say. So it's, it's always nice when we have differing opinions there. Let's talk daily fantasy here because we've given some really good values. Let's look at 
our lineup recommendation for this week, which is also, again, past couple weeks, we've put out some really good DFS lineups. Uh, I like the idea, and, and you obviously agree with me here, Cole, of leading off the lineup with the driver that is the most sure thing. That is undoubtedly Kyle Larson, who is very, very steeply priced at 11500 but we both agreed several times this episode that he is worth the price of admission, 11500 That makes you have to do some creative things with the rest of your lineup, but we've had some really good values that we've discussed over this episode. So our second most expensive driver is actually Brad Keselowski at 8300 Right behind Tim, Kevin Harvick at 8100 So a couple guys that were both in our sleepers tier. And then three of our values, uh, value picks of the week round out this lineup. And Ty Gibbs at 7800 AJ Allmendinger at 7000 and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. at 6700 So those are six drivers we harped on quite a bit. We talked about our favorite, uh, favorite of the week, which is Kyle Larson. Two of our favorite sleepers, Harvick and Kozlowski, and then three of our favorite value picks in those last three drivers that I mentioned. So this is, from that perspective, an extremely balanced fantasy lineup recommendation. Yeah, truthfully, I love this lineup. I think there's uh, not a lot of holes in it and not a lot of drivers that are going to sink you completely. And obviously having Kyle Larson there, who we think is going to go out there, lead every lap, dominate this thing, and just put on an absolute clinic I think is uh, always going to be beneficial to your points day in DFS. So I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. I think it's very consistent, very well-rounded. And this was an interesting week because going in, for me anyway, I thought it was going to be very difficult to fit Kyle Larson or Denny Hamlin in your lineup just because they were so heavily favored. I mean, $11,500, $11,000, that's really, really steep to include one of these guys and have a really solid lineup. But I went ahead and um, the first lineup I did... I, I went basically from the, the back up, and I put in some anchors in A.J. Allmendinger and Stenhouse, who I think are going to be really solid drivers for this race. Two drivers who we talked about at length and how they've been consistent enough to, to merit some some value for this week in DFS. And then building up, I, I got to where William Byron was my ace in the hole, and you had Kyle Busch in there over Kevin Harvick, which I think obviously will add, um, at, give you some more... Um, power and, and a better shot at the win as opposed to Kevin Harvick. And I was happy with this lineup, but truthfully, if I wasn't going to include Kyle Larson, it just didn't feel like it was going to be a winning lineup to me. So I went the alternate route, and I started with my ace in the hole in Kyle Larson for this lineup and worked my way down, and it ended up being what I think is an even better lineup consistently. So um, big fan of our lineup this week. I think we discussed all of these drivers at great length in our episode, and that's always a good sign of a, a really solidly curated uh, lineup. I feel, again, really good about it. Well, let's take it to the bank here, Cole, because as you mentioned, we've discussed several drivers at length this episode. Let's put our money where our mouth is and talk some race winner picks and our favorite sleepers of the week. This is, uh, again, if you're new to the, the show, by some chance in, in race number 34 of the season, we like to give, it might be a gut check for the win or a gut check for our sleeper pick, but we take turns every week. And for some context, four consecutive weeks, we have picked a driver. One of us has picked a driver that's finished top two, and we have picked three of the last four winners. So listen up here. Cole's going to pick first. You had the winner last week in choosing Kyle Larson. I had first pick, and I took William Byron, who was obviously no slouch, but he was no Kyle Larson. But as such, you do have the first pick this week. What do you got? Yes, let's go. Yeah, I would be an idiot not to pick Kyle Larson this week. <laughs> just looking at what he did last week, what he did last season here, and just how he runs historically, 
is uh, no joke. And even like his post-race press conference at Vegas, he said he wants to win both stages by 15 seconds and win the race by 30. So I think um, he doesn't have anything to worry about. All he's got to do is go out there and get the win. And I think he will definitely get that done on Sunday. Yeah, that's a no-brainer pick to me. And that's, I mean, that kind of confidence is rare to hear, uh, especially from a guy that's contending for a championship like Kyle Larson. That's almost bordering on on cockiness than confidence. But I love Larson this week. I also, I, I mentioned it near the beginning of the episode. I really think that the drivers that have been top tier all season long, one of them is going to win, uh, whether it's Larson. The other two I really have in consideration this week are William Byron and Denny Hamlin. I think this week it's going to be Denny Hamlin. I just have a really good feeling about him. Again, Homestead, a track that he has historically been really, really good at. Obviously, uh, again, one of the top drivers all throughout the playoffs as well. I love Denny this week. I think he punches his ticket into the championship four and then can go into Martinsville next week and not have to worry too much about advancing. Uh, And it'll be Larson, it'll be Denny, and then we'll have to see who else gets in. But I I feel good about Denny this week. And I'm going for a gut check with my sleeper pick. Uh, You know, I'm thinking about the fact that, you know, we discussed the Cub Series on this podcast at length, but um, it's also crunch time for the other national touring series. It's crunch time for the Truck Series. It's crunch time for the Xfinity Series. And I want to pick a driver we haven't touched on at all this episode. That's John Hunter Nemechek, and he's going for a championship in the Xfinity Series. We talk about drivers that are peaking at the right time in the Cup Series. Kyle Larson, Denny Hamlin, William Byron, those teams that have really put things together and are peaking at the right time. Well, JHN has put together a phenomenal Xfinity Series season, and I just think that the confidence, we just talked about riding high for a guy like Larson that's a championship front runner. The confidence is riding high for John Hunter Nemechek. Again, he wants to prove that he's worthy of a cup ride full-time next year after, again, a phenomenal Xfinity Series season. And I think you go to a track in Homestead that's very storied. And I just like the idea of a John Hunter Nemechek gut call this week. Yeah, it'll be a nice early debut at Legacy for John Hunter Nemechek. I'm very intrigued to see how he does in that equipment. Will be exciting nonetheless. For me, I'm going to go with my value pick for my three drivers I narrowed it down to in Stenhouse. I just like what I've seen from this driver the entire season. I like what I've seen from him as far as his homestead resume over the past six races, um, all top 20s in that span, riding back-to-back top 15s there. Um, I think he'll be in, in due for a really good run, a borderline top 10 day, and I think he's going to be um, one of the MVPs for DFS this weekend as well. So in me picking Larson and you picking Denny Hamlin, I think we're on the same page here in thinking that the winners are either going to be Kyle Larson, William Byron, or Denny Hamlin. And I think the important thing to note here is that we have either won or picked the runner-up driver um, for these last four races. So what we're saying here is definitely worth taking into consideration. I think if you've listened to us and watched our episodes and you followed our advice, you've probably cashed out handsomely these past four weeks specifically. So um, if we're saying it's going to be Kyle Larson, Denny Hamlin, William Byron, it will likely be one of those guys. And I think it would be wise to put, you know, at least some sort of money on one or all three of those drivers um, in a way that won't break your bank, obviously, if it, by chance they do not end up in victory lane. But uh, point of the story here is that we've been really damn good in picking these uh, these race winners. Yeah, and listen, we the deeper we get into the season, the more data we have to go off of. That's quite simply why things have gone so well for us during these playoffs. And it's just kind of like we've aged like a fine wine this year with, you know, every race we have more to go off of. We have more stats. We have more to, to back us up. And again, this is all taking the consideration too. We're, we're going off of what we've seen 
uh, prior to the cars even hitting the track. So that's always something to keep in consideration that I always like to point out. But I really feel that here as we go to our last mile and a half track of the season, that this is going to be a very matter-of-fact sort of race. I think that your top 10 is going to look very much like Vegas is forecasting. I think that, as you mentioned, Cole, with the drop-off for sleepers, I feel like once you get past that tier of drivers that's at plus 2,000 after the Kyle Bushes, Brad Keselowski's, the Ryan Blaney's of the world, I feel like there's a pretty immense drop-off when you get to that tier of drivers like Bubba Wallace, Joey Logano, and Ty Gibbs. I feel like out of those top 13 or so drivers that Vegas is forecasting to to be the, the top drivers in terms of going for the win this week, I feel like that's what we're going to see in the top 10. So this is the Forever 400, named after Kevin Harvick, uh, of course, going to Homestead for the final time in his full-time Cup Series career. 235 green flag at Homestead, one of my favorite tracks on the circuit personally. This upcoming Sunday, really fun race. It's time to drop the jack here on the most important NASCAR betting stop of the day. Hope you're trailing us. Hope you're riding with us as there's only three more weeks to continue collecting your bankroll here on the money stop. We'll drop the jack. He's Cole Cusimano. I'm Steven, and we'll see you next week.